and instead of gaining like the freshman like 15 mm -hmm. he gained the freshman 30 in muscle oh damn. just to spite me <laughs> you imagine that a little brother that's just such a no. Yeah, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank, Austin. Fill in the blank. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be uh, profane here, but fill in the blank. Hey guys, uh, we're in Austin. We're kicking it here, at DreamHack. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm with Constantine Media, and we manage um, esports athletes and partnered streamers. And I'm actually conducting an interview for Austin Live and Local, the biggest badasses in town. And I'm sitting here with my man Brennan. Brennan, please introduce yourself. I'm Brennan Settles. Uh, I work for a couple of esports companies. Uh, the first one being UConnect Esports, which coordinates collegiate efforts to provide out swag and product swag. to schools to, <laughs> to help them kind of promote their communities and develop them in a true way. I also work for Super League Gaming for the Houston events out of Memorial City which is a real fun experience with all the players. You have competitive League of Legends. You also have Minecraft where you get the little eight, 10-year-old kids in there having a good time doing mods. And uh, my full-time job is at working at General Motors as an IT operations engineer. He's also got a big dick. <laughs> Just a heads up, Austin. He's here for a while. He's also based out of Austin, ladies. Tinder's not his thing, but hey, just say hi. Um, so we're gonna jump into <laughs> UConnect it. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, let's say let's say I was a you know just the freshman coming in. I mm -hmm. don't know. I've played video games my whole life, but I don't know anything about esports. Tell mm -hmm. me about UConnect and how I could interact with that. Like, what does that what does that mean for me? Sure. So what you connect, we partner with a bunch of the schools across the nation. So we have over 100 universities that are currently enrolled in our program. And what that means to the average member that comes out is that you'll get free swag in terms of uh, promotional materials. So lanyards, wristbands, uh, mouse pads. We also partner with a couple of other companies such as Cougar for peripherals. And, uh, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, we give out game codes and you get exclusive access and exclusive content to the games that we're partnered with and all of that. So what does a school have to do in order to be a part of UConnect? It's just a, an entry-level meeting with me from the southern region, uh, which spans from Oklahoma down to Texas, all the way east up to North Carolina. Okay. And um, just meet with me. We'll talk about your organization a little bit, and we'll see if it's a good fit for you. We are not very restrictive in terms of what it is. It's completely free cost uh, mm -hmm. for everybody, so there's no barrier to entry for any organization that's looking for it. And uh, yeah, th that's that's pretty much it. Okay, and is it just focused on expanding further on esports and, and the reach of esports and mm -hmm. how it fits in with the collegiate atmosphere, or...? What's the exactly. main reasoning? Sure. So I would definitely say that it's all about developing the communities, providing mm -hmm. a means to develop communities with free free items, help mm -hmm. supporting the different initiatives that are going on. And as we get a little further um, in, in the years with this company, we do have a lot of initiatives that are planned out. Some of our partners, uh, we're working with Twitch and Discord and a couple of the other larger groups as well. Okay. And so what's what's the main benefit to you guys as as a company? Are you a, a nonprofit, for-profit, like... Uh, we we are we are a for profit. Mm -hmm. uh, however, it's not a the, the the monetary piece isn't really brought in with the the communities mm -hmm. that we're servicing or anything like that. Okay. So everything is completely free for all of the members and the organizations that hop on board. Awesome. So if you guys are interested, if there's anybody out there that does belong to a college that isn't connected, reach out. Um, on this actual interview, we're going to end up having mm -hmm. a lot of different um, social media resources for you guys to be able to get in touch. So feel free to do that. Um, I'm just curious what your opinion is on esports in general. I mean, you've mentioned how it's connected to colleges. Now, kind of expanding on that, right. how how does that larger realm look, and what are your expectations from sure. it? Sure. 
So there, there's been some major moves recently with Overwatch mm-hmm. League bringing a couple of teams to Texas mm-hmm. and, and we're franchising out for city-based concepts. And, and I've been a huge advocate of the fight for your city mentality going into okay. all of it, right? Because if you have an opportunity to support something close to home, right? So like the Cowboys or like the Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. like we support them because they are our teams. Well, we haven't had that in esports before. So now we have that opportunity and we have this backing and then it kind of develops that grassroots environment where you'll have these esports arenas that'll come up. You'll have mm-hmm. these land centers that'll- Like Arlington, populated. like Vegas. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we have um, all of those going on um, <clears throat> with that. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that water, um, y'all. That water, yeah. Let me get a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, so it's all about developing grassroots right now. Mm-hmm. In the past, we've always had a really good, um, strong professional league. Mm-hmm. So like League of Legends is super big. We've yeah. had all the Dota, uh, Dota 2, um, the Invitational, and all, all of the different things that are going with that. But the focus now needs to be on grassroots development, which both Uconnect is supporting from a collegiate perspective, mm-hmm. and Super League Gaming is doing a great job with that from the city-based uh, perspective as well. Okay. We're going to wait for him to get a drink of water, and then we're going to jump into actually some other projects that this man's involved with. As you were listening to him earlier, he does five different things. So he presently does way more than I do. I do a lot of sleeping. Um, every once in a while, I hang out with my girlfriend. You know, that's cool. Um, so tell us what does you know, Superman do? We want to know about Superman's <laughs> schedule, how he does it, how, how to be able to be a Brennan. Okay. All right. Um, so as you had mentioned, I do have a lot of different things on my plate right now. Uh, my full-time job is General Motors. I, I work for IT Ops for them. That's my Thursday, Friday, Saturday schedule. So I do shifts, uh, 12-hour days, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, alternating Wednesdays on that. So that's that's my day job. But outside of that, I'm always working on coordinating. I'm always taking on new projects to help develop the scene, do what I can to get people connected. Um, specifically the people who are coming out of collegiate, mm-hmm. they need an op- a way to bridge into the industry because the okay. industry is very young right now. There's not a lot of positions that are available, mm-hmm. but there's also not a lot of ways to get exposure and mm-hmm. the experience to go into it. So I focus on doing that. I run a lot of the volunteer efforts uh, for different conventions, getting yeah. the people who I know who can deliver through their collegiate initiatives mm-hmm. and ambitions and put them into a place to prove themselves and then move, okay. make that move into the industry a lot easier. And I'm assuming just the opportunities that you create for them are wide ranging. It's not really just being in the competitive scene and being a pro or semi-pro. It's the entire gambit of setting up conventions, being a part of that entire process should they choose to. Exactly, yeah. Most of it is going to be from the event management space. Okay. So you have event management, you have uh, AV. I've got a Mm -hmm. couple of people hooked up with AV, graphic design stuff. Pretty much anything that goes on in the industry, there is a need for it, but you need to be able to find the way to execute on it to make it happen. And so what did, what were the first stepping stones for you guys to be able to do this uh, sure. in the beginning? So for, for me, I actually started in collegiate 2015, um, and I, I started running a club at Texas Tech University. We had a League of Legends mm-hmm. club. So I ran that, turned it uh, from a 200-person uh, club to 750, oh, wow. ran over 100 events in the course of my presidency for that year and a half. So started getting involved there, reaching out and doing intercollegiate mm-hmm. efforts. So coordinating tournaments, coordinating lands and meetups and all of those okay. kind of things. And then that kind of branched out and got the recognition to pull me into Uconnect. And then started working on that existing network and developing it even more on mm-hmm. my own for the Texas Esports Collegiate Summit, uh, which we had talked about before. Uh, this will be the third year for the summit, and the summit is intended to bring out all of the Texas leaders from across well, – all the collegiate letters, leaders from across mm-hmm. Texas, develop them, give them the tools necessary, give them an entry 
into the industry, start talking about people, learning how to manage, learning the business and marketing aspects yeah. of a student organization and all of that. So can you give us a date for that as well? Do you guys have a day just so we can kind of announce it to everyone here in Austin? So um, we don't have a date that we publicly announced yet, but mm -hmm. it's going to be sometime within the first to second week of, uh, of August this year. August 7th. August 7th. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> no, um, this one's actually going to be hosted out of Houston though. Okay. Um, we, last year we had it hosted at six foot, um, th their company. So mm -hmm. they, they do dreadnought. Yeah. They're partnered with Uconnect, but they also gave us free venue space and all of that. They are amazing awesome. people. Um, and we were able to work out of their headquarters, uh, out of Houston. Amazing. Always. Those partnerships are always amazing to me. The, the community itself is just so welcoming. Yeah. I mean, even here when you look at DreamHack, DreamHack is open to giving free expo space to a lot of different indie companies. And so really, if you, if you have your stuff together and you're really focused on the career, you know, as you guys are trying to get more people involved in what we consider our dream jobs, you know, any, anyone playing video games would love to work in video games. And so it's good to have a community that, yes, is it difficult to get a job? Maybe. But at the same time, it's also welcoming to the people that already kind of have it together. And it's, you guys mm -hmm. seem to be doing a lot of training to get people to that position. Exactly. Like. Um, well, because a lot of the people who come into these collegiate leadership positions for gaming, for esports, and all of that, they don't necessarily have that business background. They have, okay, I love video games. I like to make community events. I want to, to have, let people enjoy what they mm -hmm. enjoy doing and facilitate that whole process. But they don't know, again, the business side, the mm -hmm. financial aspects, how you you market yourself, branding, all of those kind of things. And that's what we really like to try to push onto them to where they can evolve their club, evolve themselves from a branding perspective and then move forward. What have you seen as the biggest challenges to being able to educate people in that direction? That's a good question. Um, so it's more so just having the time, honestly. Um, I would say that you because personally, these no, everybody. Okay. Got so it. being able to find an appropriate time to get everybody to sync up, um, because uh, as me, a lot of the other collegiate leaders have all these other initiatives that they're mm -hmm. working on and that they're trying to get accomplished. So being able to make room to come out and physically be in presence at these events is kind of difficult because they have all of those other items that they're working on. Okay. All right. So you guys, you're definitely, everyone, it seems like is faced with the same challenge. Yes. And so it's able to kind of bring that around. Yeah. Um, what challenges do you see coming up in esports itself? In esports, I, I think that, Recently, we've done a good job about getting rid of the stigma of gaming mm -hmm. and esports. This generation's been phenomenal with pushing it out. All of the money that's pouring into the industry is really um, legitimizing it. But I think that we do need to establish a much more firmer uh, infrastructure mm -hmm. with collegiate, with city-based organizations. Because if once we can get that ironed out, being able to expand and uh, expanding in scope and visibility and the reach is going to be really, really great for the industry. Do you see social media being that thing that? increases that reach or do you think it's more grassroots or how do you see that growth happening? I see that it's more so going to be grassroots or um, hearsay. So a lot of people don't want to go out to these esports events and unless if they have friends to go out with to enjoy mm -hmm. it, right? So they have uh, DreamHack here has free play. They have BYOC. A lot of people won't do it unless if they have people to sit down with and where they mm -hmm. can experience something that they can't just experience at home. So it's all about developing the communities around it from a grassroots perspective and then mobilizing them and making and, and kind of encouraging them to come out to these types of events. And do you see, I mean, right now really talking to a lot of pro teams, especially with mm -hmm. the 2K um, league that was done within the NBA, do you mm -hmm. see that being as, as a big push and finally having a salary with 2K as well as with Overwatch, mm -hmm. that that's going to really kind of push that growth because people are seeing 
um, a more more legitimized system right. than there was before. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, what they're doing for um, uh, NBA 2K uh, is is absolutely amazing. It's going to set a precedent across the board for everything else. And I mean, that, so if you know, to you guys that aren't really familiar with it, they actually did a draft where they ended up drafting. Um, originally, there was about seven thousand players competing, and the top one hundred and twenty were drafted across the board to different NBA esports teams to play 2K12. In addition to being drafted, they had their apartment, food, you know, all their lodgings paid for, uh, their training facilities actually with that NBA team. They have a specific facility set up. And then in addition to that, they have a six-month salary of $35,000, and that's for each player. And so systems like that, I think that's a really great example of what it could be. Right. And I think a lot of things, you know, they're going to end up, doing the same thing organizationally because right. there's structure now. Um, do you see Fortnite ever going the direction of a competitive arena? So I, I think that Fortnite has a couple of roadblocks uh, ahead of it that's mm -hmm. preventing it from becoming as competitive as something like CSGO or League of Legends. And it's the sheer amount of RNG that goes into the game. Mm -hmm. So if you can't make it more skill-based, because Fortnite, yes, it is very skill-based. Mm -hmm. There's no way to argue against it. But you land in a building and then somebody in the building over gets, you know, full legendary weapons and then can just pick them off. Mm -hmm. That's not very skill oriented, mm -hmm. right? So I think that that's going to be a big issue. Also, third person is not really for competitive scene. That's why PUBG went from third person to first person or allowed first person content in it. Because if you're looking over walls, it's not very realistic. It's not highly skill based. Mm -hmm. It's just positioning and being able to maneuver around. I, I think that it's very great what they've done. $100 million that's being invested in the scene for Fortnite, for tournaments, for competition and all mm -hmm. of that. But to the caliber of something like Overwatch or League of Legends or Dota or StarCraft, I don't see it making it that far quite yet. Okay. And what improvements do you think? I mean, Right now, looking at it, and I, you did mention the, the third-person perspective. Yep. Do you think if they make those changes that they're going to be steps closer to creating something like that, or do you think they need to pump more money into it? Um, I, I think money is good right now, uh, for them at least, because they have the exposure. They have all these massive events coming up. Akon is doing a huge Fortnite tournament as well. Like th There's so much more exposure on that piece, and it's probably one of the most popular games. I'd have to look at the numbers, but in terms mm -hmm. of... Um, Concurrent, view, uh, concurrent players and all of that. Uh, I don't think it's a money thing. I, I truly think that it's a few of those mechanisms. But I also, we take a step back and realize and enjoy build up a wall, jump off a bridge, like whatever it is, yeah. just make it enjoyable, right? So I'm going to ask one last question uh, before we wrap up this interview. Um, and feel free not to answer it because it is one of those little controversial ones. But what what do you think of the the controversial lawsuit between PUBG and Fortnite? Um, I think, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back from that one. <laughs> Fine, we'll transit. So in order, in lieu of that, I do want to ask because Brennan really does have a lot of convention experience as yep. well. I want to ask about um, during during this current Dream Hack, we've had some power outages and things like that, and. Uh, that's you know no one's fault. It's just DreamHack has expanded so far, and they're doing so much that you know there are a lot of people here, and things happen. Um, but how you know how do you see power management being a challenge that's overcome later on for these conventions as they grow? Right. So so power is obviously limited on what the the building can push out. Um, there's specific uh, schematics that go in to. Um, 
<clears throat> that, that go into making this right. Uh, you have specific power drops for different computers, but you can't always accommodate for everything that people have had. So I, I feel that they're going to take this one into the notebook and then come back next year with overcompensating with a lot of it, um, just, just to ensure that we don't have any of these hiccups going forward. Okay. And uh, just to kind of touch base on sure. Action Squad Gaming, yeah. you know, what, so you guys, what do you see, how do you see that growth continuing for, for that particular sure. organization? Um, so, so Super League Gaming is actually based out of Santa Monica. They host uh, national uh, 16 team from this last iteration for, for League of Legends. Um, you have people come out in all these major cities, Houston, Phoenix, Dallas, um, Los Angeles, like all of the, the major cities across the space, and they just play live with other people. Um, now there's a casual component, but there's also the competitive, the city champs thing that they're doing. Um, so, for example, they're broken up into different quadrants. Houston will play Denver, Phoenix, Dallas. Okay. And at that, you would have people in the same theater uh, or in a theater in Houston, in a theater in Dallas, playing competitive matches, 12 teams live across. And it's being casted out to the audience that's in the theater as well. But in the different cities, they're not competing mm -hmm. against each other, are yes. they? So I actually spoke to the individuals that build the stadium specifically for that. Mm -hmm. And my question to them was, you know, regarding the challenges, mm -hmm. How how are you able to ensure upload speed across the entire kind of the entire league? Sure. So they have um, their own lines for for each of them mm -hmm. uh, in the back end for for each of the shows. So mm -hmm. it's all going to be done kind of independently, and it's just based out of the commands going back to Santa Monica. Back so if if let's say upload speed you know is mm -hmm. changed and there's some sort of lag in one arena, not another, mm -hmm. that becomes a competitive advantage. Do you then just scrap that entire match, or what is that? I can't speak towards that specifically, mm -hmm. um, but we we do do our best to ensure player satisfaction going through with all of that. So, yeah, Super League Game, the headquarters typically mm -hmm. handles most of that conversation. Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Thank you, Brennan, for being with us. Guys, DreamHack 2018 is an absolute blast. Look forward to 2019. Fingers crossed. No power outages, hopefully. <laughs> um, but feel free to come in and join in and hang out with us. And then shout out to Austin Live and Local. They are your news outlet for this generation, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, plug your social medias. Oh, jump um, in, Brennan. Yeah, so uh, you can follow uh, the different companies. So Uconnect uh, Esports on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Super League Gaming. They have multiple different things. They do Minecraft, League of Legends, and they're bringing on Clash Royale soon. So they all have pages for those. Uh, you can get me on Facebook as well, Brennan.Settles. Uh, we'll throw this up on the post. And yeah, that, that should be it. And again, my name is Daniel Lehner. I'm from Constantine Media. You guys can find us on Facebook at Constantine Media. You can check out our Twitch channel at Constantine Media and our Twitter at ESConstantine. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.